what I've seen in my experience, I'm sure uh, you've seen as well, is that when people really believe in a purpose, they will put the best of themselves into that. They will work tirelessly. And so I think the core value of Giver's Gain enables us all to, to, to start out with that mindset. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is a great friend of two previous guests on the show. He is one of the leading business people in the world when it comes to helping you take advantage of the power of relationships and of the power of giving as a centerpiece to be successful inside your business. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, Graham Weinmiller. Welcome to the show, Graham. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. I really appreciate you having me uh, very much. So it's an honor. My friend, the honor is all mine. Believe me, it's so exciting to have you on the show. I've I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. So, Listen, Graham, you and I are just getting to know one another, and my listener listens to this show because they're a hero in my world. They're an entrepreneur who's going out there day in and day out. They're putting their heart on their sleeve. They're taking their dream out there into the world, and they're serving the people that need their help. And the reason they listen to this show is because they want to learn from you as our guest expert how they can do this more effectively, how they can be the best version of themselves so they can serve at a higher level and grow their business at a higher level. Because after all, we're good capitalists. So Graham, how they're going to be able to truly open their hearts to you and open their ears to you as if they get to know you. And the way they're going to get to know you is if you tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Graham Weinler? Sure. I appreciate that. Um, so I am a work in progress. I have not achieved um, you know, anything without a lot of other people's help along the way. So anything that I share in terms of ideas um, are really just things that mentors and colleagues have shared with me that I've seen be successful. And I'll pass those along in case they're, they're helpful. So you know, I, I think there's been a lot of serendipity um, along the way. Certainly, um, I think we all work hard. Um, but the, the things that I've tried to focus on, uh, number one, in any phase of my career, I tried to focus on what I'm really passionate about doing. What am I really excited to do? And I think when we really find that passion and follow it, we end up being more successful and we end up being more happy as a professional, but then also, you know, on the personal side as well. So, I've tried to follow my passion at every step of the way. I've really tried to embody the BNI core value of lifelong learning. So I try my best to carve out time to, you know, enhance my leadership skills, my technical skills, so that I can do the best job I can supporting those that I serve, whether they're customers or teammates. 
and then I've always tried to embody a, a sense of urgency and attention to detail. And those are things I look for in people that I recruit to the team. I think, you know, a sense of, a sense of urgency and an attention to detail are, are so important no matter what field you're in or what organization. And so, you know, finding and following my passion, focusing on lifelong learning, and then staying focused on a sense of urgency and attention to detail. Those are a few things that I've picked up from mentors that I think that, that have helped me be able to help others. That's fantastic. But right now, you're the CEO of BNI, and BNI is the world's largest by a country mile uh, business referral organization. I think last year, correct me if I'm wrong, your members passed over 16 billion US dollars in referrals. And in the last couple yeah, of months, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, just during the pandemic, they passed over a billion dollars a month in referrals. So there's something there. There's something powerful. There's something special. How did you get to be in a position to have your current position? What, what was your career path? What was your life path? Tell us your backstory. Uh, yeah, sure. So, you know, I started out of undergrad working in finance, and I think that taught a lot of important technical skills how do businesses operate, you know, how, what resources do they need? How do they, you know, think about developing, you know, value for those that they, they serve, whether they're customers or employees or shareholders. And then I worked in technology and really enjoyed, you know, that experience thinking about how technology can help, you know, transform certain industries. And then I had a chance to, go back and get some more education as part of my MBA program. One of the things I did before I went back to my MBA, I took about seven or eight months and went backpacking around the world. And I'd always loved to travel, but that was just such an incredible experience. So I encourage folks during any gaps in their career to just take that opportunity to travel. I know right now that may be a little bit tricky with the current pandemic, but hopefully that resolves um, before too long, and then we're all able to get out and travel again. But then I went back, like I said, and got my uh, master's degree in business. And I ended up getting to know a really terrific leader in, at Bank of America. And so I had a chance to go work with Bank of America in North Carolina and then New York and did some international work for them as well. And you know, then I had an opportunity to follow a passion that I had at that point, that was, you know, and I still have, which is really focusing on senior care. And I've always had a lot of passion around making sure that seniors are well cared for. And so I ran an organization that focused on home care for seniors for a number of years and really enjoyed it. And at a point, I transitioned from being in day-to-day operations to being involved on the board. And I took a little bit of time off and spent time with the, the family. And that was a lot of fun. Then I got back into some consulting and I just, through serendipity, was introduced to Dr. Meisner and really didn't know a lot about BNI before that point. This was in 2014. And the more I learned, the more I fell in love with it and was very lucky when, you know, I had an opportunity to join the, the global team at BNI in 2014. And so I've been at BNI for, since then. And it's been a terrific experience, and I really like what BNI does for businesses, for people, you know, for the world. And um, you know, it's uh, it, it it certainly keeps 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 me busy and keeps my team busy. But we we love what we do. We love to 
help members grow their businesses and really grow as business leaders and really achieve their dreams. That's what BNI is all about. And so we work really hard to help make that make that happen. So that's just a little bit of a background about my past. I love it, man. I love it. So let's unpack some of that. So you went backpacking around the world. My younger brother did that. I was going to join him, but I kind of chickened out at the last minute. It's one of my few regrets in life. So where'd you go? I went to a bunch of countries and I would just say that, you know, it's uh, something I would encourage folks to do not just once, but maybe several times. And, you know, it's never too late to do it. I met people along the way that all ages and backgrounds and it was great, but I, um, went to the Cook Islands and then I went to New Zealand and Australia and to Malaysia and Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam and then to uh, Nepal briefly, India and Egypt and then came back uh, to the U.S. That's fantastic, man. That must have given you quite a um, an understanding as well as an appreciation for other cultures, right? Getting to be in all those places. Yeah, I think so. It was Terrific. Learning about all the history, seeing all the different cultures. I really love learning about other cultures. And, you know, I think it also just gave me an appreciation that, you know, we're all the same as individuals. We all want the same things. When we're young, we want to dream big and go after those dreams. And when we reach middle age, you know, we probably have others that um, are relying on us, whether it's our parents or um, spouses or, or children. And then as time goes on, we want to create a legacy for ourselves and really give back to those that kind of helped us uh, along the way and and to the community in general. And and that, I think, is a universal human condition. And so, you know, I had a chance to visit places where many different languages were spoken, different cultures, different religions, certainly different time zones, climates. But one of the big takeaways I had from that trip was just a reaffirmation that you know, people want the same kinds of things. And I think that was reassuring because I think that that's a good thing and we should aim to help people achieve those things as best we can in their lives. Yeah, amen. Well said, well said. I'm actually originally from the Middle East. I'm from Iran. I'm a Christian, ethnic Christian from Iran. In 1978, 79, the Iranian revolution happened, the Islamic revolution. Uh, and my uh, mom and dad decided it would be best if we all moved to the West. And I've been very grateful for that decision ever since. At the time, it was heartbreaking for us because we had to leave all our friends. But I had an opportunity to visit with a lot of different cultures, too. And um, I agree with you. That's one of the things I found is that it, underneath it all, we're all the same. We want the same things. We have the same hopes, fears, dreams, aspirations, anxieties. And the sooner that all of us come to that realization, the better off the human race will be. So kudos to you for figuring that out pretty young. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, I, I, I do think I'm very optimistic about the, the future of the world. We certainly have different challenges, but you know, I think if we really stay focused on so much that is common uh, between all of us around the world, you know, we can really improve the world. And so I look forward to that. No, that's fantastic. And I also really um, like to hear you say how you had a passion for helping care for the elderly. My father just passed away a few months ago in February, and he he had been in an elder care facility. And um, I'll tell you, uh, 
I, I didn't have it in me to be able to have him live with me. I just, I, he was confined to a wheelchair and I didn't know how to take care of him. And I was so grateful that he had people there that were able to take care of him and cared enough to do it when we visited him. And, and, and I think it's a real noble thing. It just shows me you're one of those heart-driven people. I coined a phrase uh, a couple years back called heart leadership. And it, it's all about leading from the heart as a, as a thought leader and as a business leader. So kudos to you for having that be in your DNA. It's awesome. Well, I appreciate the words. I, um, I, 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 I appreciate that very much. I'm sorry that you lost your father. I lost my father last year. So I understand oh, that that's a, that's a challenging I'm time. Sorry and, too. um, I wish you healing. Yeah, same for you, my brother. Same for you. So, you know, I was a member of BNI for six years on two different occasions. And one of the things that always attracted me to BNI, and one of the reasons I've been following Ivan's work, is that at the center of BNI is a philosophy called giver's gain. And giver's gain essentially is that you believe that before you earn the right to ask, you got to give, you got to open your heart, you got to find out how you can help the person in front of you. And that's the thing that has always impressed me about BNI. You know, back in the 80s when uh, terms like heart-driven or heart leadership were not a thing, nobody really understood them, BNI put that at the center of its business. And I believe it's one of the reasons BNI has always been so attractive to so many people to want to be a part of it because People see that BNI done right is all about making a difference for your fellow man and your fellow woman. Uh, what are your comments on that, Graham? Well, I think you said it well, and um, it really taps into the best of who we are as as people, you know. And what I've seen in my experience, I'm sure uh, you've seen as well, is that when people really believe in a purpose, they will put the best of themselves into that. They will work tirelessly, and so I think the core value of giver's gain it, it, it enables us all to, to, to start out with that mindset. And I've seen it with new members and also with some tenured members that, you know, they might join a chapter and kind of be really focused on how many referrals they're getting, but then something kind of switches and they get it. And then they really focus on, you know, providing referrals for others. And all of a sudden they see a quantum leap in the growth of their business as a result. And so I think, you know, it's very central to how we think about things. It's a uh, big mindset. It's certainly as applicable to all of us uh, as individuals as it is to us as you know professionals. So I think it's certainly portable outside of just our professional, you know, selves. And so it, it, it's terrific. I've seen, you know, a, a situation where a BNI member got to know uh, another BNI member and they donated an organ, you know, as a result, wow. I've seen during natural disasters in different parts of the world, you know, people showing up in just a really big way and helping in ways that have nothing to do with referrals per se, but, you know, really help people when they need it most. And so I think it's a wonderful way to live one's life. And, you know, Dr. Meisner started the organization with that as its key focus. And so I think it has tended to attract people that are interested in living that way. And it makes for a terrific place to be. And so I'm very grateful for that. So, I, you know, I think it's um, something that I also try to, to talk with my um, kids about as well, because I want them to think about living in that mindset throughout their lives. 
you know, I, I really like what you just said about talking to your kids about that. I've never thought about doing that specifically, but I think I'm going to. I'm actually going to teach the concept to both my sons. I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old boy. And, you know, they're at that age where dad doesn't know anything. You know, you know the age I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so, uh, sure, sure. It's, uh, but I think this could be something that they could both really, really benefit from. And I think they'll both really like getting to, to know it. And, you know, it could be something that BNI might want to encourage people to bring into conversations with kids. Because I'll tell you, it's something that could help make the next generation uh, an even greater generation, the current generation of people. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think altruism is just a key part of the success of any, you know, any society. And so I think if we can bestow that upon the next generation, I, I think the world will be in a good place. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So, you know, inside of this podcast, we bring in a lot of folks who have what I call intellectual property, i.e. they've thought very deeply about a problem in a particular area, and they've thought very deeply about how they can serve people with it. And one of the reasons I was excited to have you on, because I wanted to get your take, I mean, you're the, you're the third senior BNI person I've had on the show, to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, which is the power of relationships and how the power of relationships can really help people in their lives and inside their businesses. And I want to know what some of your thoughts are. I, I know I've listened to, to uh, Ivan and to Kai on, on this issue, but could you give me your take on you know, the power of relationships and how you think they matter inside life and inside business? Yeah, I think the really important things that get done get done through relationships because relationships convey an awareness about another individual, what they're skills are what they can bring to a certain challenge, but more importantly, it conveys trust that I can kind of rely on that individual and they can rely on me to do my part. And so, you know, a lot of us who are type A people sometimes think we can sort of do everything ourselves and we can sort of operate on this island and be fine, but we quickly come to realize one way or another that, you know, our success and happiness is really intertwined with the success and happiness of, of those around us. And so relationships are how that manifests. And, you know, I've had a chance to get to know a lot of business professionals over the last 20 years. And I think those that are most productive, they build strong relationships and they're able to convey, you know, a sense of, of, of purpose and mission and mobilize others, you know, around that to get something exciting accomplished. And I also, you know, setting aside any, you know, business accomplishments, I also just know that, you know, building wealth is fine. It doesn't really convey that much happiness after a point. What really conveys happiness in all situations are the relationships around us. And so for all those reasons, whether it's for achieving, you know, significant things or just for happiness. Relationships are really the thing that makes those happen. And so, you know, BNI has another core value of building relationships and it always reminds us of investing in relationships. We may have nothing else to invest at that time, but we can invest our time and effort into relationships. And even, you know, in challenging economic circumstances that the world 
is in right now, the world can still invest in relationships and by doing so, just be a lot more happy and productive than it otherwise would be. You know, Graham, that's really well said. I really like how you put that. To me, BNI is more than a company. BNI is a movement. It's a movement about helping people understand that through the power of relationships, through the power of giving first, we can change the world. You know, uh, Margaret Mead has a very powerful quote. I, I, I don't know if you've heard it, but it goes something like this. She says that a small group of committed people can change the world. And in fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Now, BNI isn't all that small, comparatively speaking to other movements, but compared to the size of the entire world, it's still relatively small. I say BNI can be part of the forefront of changing the world, not just the way the world does business, but also the way the world cares about itself. That's why I'm so excited to be having people like you on the show, to be communicating with folks like uh, like uh, Ivan, to have him speak at events that I that I run, and to be working with uh, a fellow like Kai to, to put some words on paper and hopefully inspire some people to be more uh, active in utilizing the power of giving in relationships. So I just wanted to tell you that because I really believe that's very important. And, I, and, and I'm really honored, honestly, to have you here to share uh, as the head of this organization what you guys are all about. BNI is a movement to me. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We, we, I would agree with you on all those things. And, and that's really why I'm here. That's why, you know, I think most of the people that are involved with BNI around the world are involved for exactly the reason that you mentioned there are a lot of talented business leaders, you know, within the organization around the world. They could be doing many, many other things, but they have devoted their lives to what you just outlined. And so, and that's really the reason that I joined as well. So I think uh, we have that in common. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about thought leadership, because I think thought leadership ties into BNI and how BNI can serve many of the people that have that have really flocked to and rely on BNI to serve them in growing their businesses. So I have a mentor. He's from Australia. His name is Matt Church. Matt Church wrote a book called The Thought Leader's Practice, and he created a whole thought leader movement out of Australia. And here's what he says is the distinction between an expert and a thought leader. He says an expert is someone who knows something, but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Experts are a dime a dozen, but thought leaders are rare and valuable. What's your comment on that? Well, I would agree with that. I think to be thought of and known for being a thought leader over one's career is is a good thing. It means that you've committed yourself to understanding a certain amount of expertise or subject area and that you've committed yourself to staying up to date and continuing to go deeper, you know, in that area. And I think what you mentioned, you know, is right because the world is changing. Um, technology is changing. Things are moving so quickly. You know, if you're an expert on some individual topic, eventually that topic will not be as relevant as it was today. But if you're a thought leader, you're more understanding the context and the trends and getting to a level of depth in a certain broader area. And so I think, you know, how you characterize it make that resonates from my perspective. Wait a minute. Have you been reading Matt's book and my books? Because <laughs> that's exactly what we talk about, exactly the way you put it. That's amazing. Um, 
Is that right? Okay, no, I'm sorry, I have not had a chance to, to, well, to read those. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm so, gonna have to get your address from Beth, from Bethany, and I want to send you a copy of my book, and I'll at least send you an electronic copy of Matt's book for you to check out. But I'll tell you something: the 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 world is changing, and it's changing pretty rapidly. And this is the way that Matt and and myself and the people that have worked in this space talk about thought leadership. It's that. If you've lived a certain amount of life, you have acquired a certain amount of expertise, and that expertise is real even though you, you may not be aware of exactly what it is. You may not have thought about it deeply, but you know, you've gone through some things and you've figured things out. So, and that expertise isn't necessarily your job title. You know, it's not like you're a salesperson, that's your expertise, or you're a CEO or a venture capitalist or whatever. That expertise goes somewhat deeper. And inside the world of thought leadership, for example, inside some of our programs, what we do is we have people come and think through um, what their expertise is by having them go back into their life and pick out the significant events in their life. Okay, And then once they've done that, we, we have them start to think about how those events tie into one another and what they've learned as a result of going through those events, you know, from being born to the first time they, you know, rode a bike, the first time they broke a limb to when they graduated from university, all, all the life events. And going through that process allows you to, to go, wait a minute. My expertise isn't that I run a company or that I'm a CEO or a venture capitalist or a salesperson or whatever. My expertise is, is that as a result of all these life experiences I've had, I'm someone who's really good at seeing around corners. I'm someone who's really good at being creative or solving problems. And going through this process, the way that, that I just described it to you, I mean, obviously, it takes more than a few minutes. It takes several hours and even days. Uh, but that allows someone to start to take that and write it out, and then turn it into what we call intellectual property. So then they can start to turn it into statements about things they've learned as a result of these life experiences. And once they've turned it into intellectual property, we show them how to like go deep, 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 deep in one particular area. So let's say your area was like you're a good problem solver. You're like an executor. Uh, I'm not saying that's what it is or isn't, but let's just say that's what it was. We'd have you go through all those life experiences. We'd have you write out 52 discrete statements of your expertise, and then we'd have you fill out each of those in detail. Now, that's going to take a long time, upwards of a few months and a year or more. But once someone's done that for a particular area, they've got a confidence about their area of thought leadership. That means that anytime they're having a conversation with somebody, you know, they can speak with confidence, and that comes across to that other person. And then if you want to be referable, again, to use one of Ivan's great phrases, you got to be referable, right? To be referable, you need to be able to, in a conversation or through the work that you do with people, convey to them that you really know your stuff. And that's why we really believe thought leadership makes a lot of sense for anybody who's in business, especially if there's someone who more or less is a service-driven solopreneur type person who's like maybe one, two, three, up to five people in business. It really makes sense for that kind of individual to explore this idea because that helps them stand out and that'll help them add six, even seven figures a year to their income. What are your thoughts on that, Graham? Well, I think uh, thought leaders do tend to attract you know, awareness. People reach out to thought leaders to, you know, for advice and for for support and help and service. Uh, so 
I, I think what you're outlining makes a lot of sense. And, and I do agree that a lot of people don't realize the expertise that they've built up in a certain area because sometimes expertise builds up, you know, day by day, month by month, year by year. And all of a sudden, after three, four, five years of doing a particular service, whether it's a, you know, mortgage broker or realtor, whatever the category might be, all of a sudden that individual is just aware of a lot of things that the general public is not. And, and that's a great foundation to be a thought leader. That transition then is more about sharing that knowledge and how do you communicate that knowledge to a broad audience? And I think that generally results in positive things and growth. Yeah, absolutely. And BNI as an organization has done that very well. And uh, I mean, obviously, Ivan's done that incredibly well with the work that he's done uh, and all the books that he's written and everything. And it sounds like you've done that incredibly well. And now I think the next stage is to show everybody who BNI serves, this is something that can really help them take their business and help them take that whole VCP process. I love VCP, the whole visibility, credibility, profitability to a whole new level. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it, it, we see it time and again, it really, really works. Beautiful, beautiful. So, Graham, you know, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I could keep talking to you for hours and hours, but I know you've got other appointments today. So the way we like to wrap up each one of our episodes is, first of all, how do people listening to this who maybe don't know about BNI yet, or maybe they know about BNI, but they haven't really heard about it in the way that you and I have been discussing it. Go and find out more. How do they find out how BNI can really help them take their life and their business to the next level? What's the best way? Yeah, they can go to BNI.com to learn more. A lot of information there, a lot of videos, and they can also visit a chapter. You know, they can visit a chapter at no cost and see what BNI is all about right now. We're meeting online, just given the current situation. We hope to restart in-person meetings soon, but we've seen a lot of productivity and business getting done via BNI online. So I just go to BNI.com or talk to a BNI member in your community about what BNI is about. You know, that's great. We're going to make sure we put BNI.com in the show notes. But can I tell you a little BNI success story that actually happened today? Please, yeah. I have a client, her name is uh, Dr. Val, Valerie Frank, and she is in a BNI chapter here in Toronto. And she's also one of my clients inside our eCircle Academy uh, high-level mastermind program. It's a year-long program we do with folks. So I was speaking to a friend of mine who you know, runs Volleyball Canada's beach volleyball program. And um, I found out yesterday in that conversation that he's become Dr. Val's patient. I says, how'd you find out about Dr. Val? And he said, oh, I went to a BNI meeting with uh, another client of mine, Dr. James Fung, and James introduced me to her. We sat down and we talked, and as soon as we talked, I knew I had to hire her. <laughs> and it ah. happened like in a single meeting. He went to the event, he met with Dr. Val, and he became her client, boom, 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 just like that. So the benefits of this are threefold. First of all, James feels good because you know he brought a friend of his who's dealing with some health issues and, and, and help them out. Um, my friend feels good because he's getting his health issues dealt with. Dr. Val feels good because she gets to help someone else. She gets to grow her business. And, and that all happened because of BNI. It's a beautiful thing. That's oh, great. We love to hear about that. I mean, in many cases, I refer to BNI as a serendipity machine, and it really <laughs> is. So it's those kind of meaningful connections that we're here to help make happen. 
No, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. You know, I'm still friends with uh, a good half a dozen people from uh, my tenure in BNI. Uh, and, and lately I've actually been doing a, a few talks for BNI here in Canada virtually, uh, as well. And it's, it's just been wonderful. It's just been wonderful to be reconnected with the organization, with the people, because the organization at the end of the day is the people. So we're going to have people check out the show notes. We're going to have them go to BNI.com. We're going to have them, uh, go to a chapter and uh, virtually for now, and then live and in person when that's possible so that they can really experience how this can be helpful to them. And especially if you're feeling cooped up and alone and you haven't been out in a while, this is a great idea. Listener, get out there, go to BNI.com and go to a virtual chapter meeting. Trust me, you're going to feel good that you did that. It's going to be amazing for you to connect with other business people. And it's going to show you that it's still possible to do business today. And Graham, that's really important, isn't it? Could you please reemphasize that for people that it's still possible to do business in these times? Yeah, it may be a interesting time and there's some turbulence for sure in different economies but there's a lot of business still getting done and that much is is clear if if you know an economy is off 10% or 15% or what have you there's still 85 or 90% uh of that uh business still getting done so there's there is a tremendous amount of business getting done and um what we're finding is that folks that are moving forward that are thinking about what is possible are uh, absorbing a greater and greater, you know, amount of that business. And so we're really working with members to make sure that they're innovating, thinking about their strengths, thinking about what's possible. And all of a sudden, you know, they're able to pull forward a lot of innovation in most cases that they were thinking about over, you know, the next, you know, three, four five years they're doing in the matter of weeks or months. And so I think there's a lot of very positive things happening. Certainly it's a challenging time, but for businesses that have the right mindset, I think they are finding that there is a lot of unexpected opportunity this year. And I think that will position them for you know success through this current pandemic. But then when the situation starts to resolve, they'll have a model that, you know, likely is much more functional and capable than, than before. Yeah, thanks for that. So Grant, we also like to end off each and every single episode by asking you as our guest expert to share what we call your three expert action steps. These are your best pieces of advice that you recommend our listener take on to take their life, their business to the next level. So what say you? Yeah, I, you know, I'd say, um, first of all, spending an inordinate amount of time on recruiting the talent that you have in your organization is key. So if you're leading your department or your organization, the talent that you have that you surround yourself with will determine the outcome uh, to a very large extent. So, you know, focusing a, a lot of time there is important. I think uh, once you have that talent on board, constantly reiterating the why. Why are why is the team? Why does the organization exist? Um, what's the vision, and why is that the vision? And that way, that the talent you brought on will be aligned, and the horsepower will. Um, be there uh, in quantity to make sure that you achieve your mission. And then I'd say celebrate along the way, celebrate things that, you know, achievements that are big or small, and you'll find that you'll accelerate even more quickly towards, towards the vision that you've set for your, for your company. Well said, well said, my friend. So listener, you can hear that Graham Weinmiller is the real deal. He's a man who cares, and he's a man who has 
taken that caring and put it at the center of what he does inside his business. And you might be thinking to yourself, Nikki, that sounds great. I've learned a ton. I'm going to go check out BNI. But how do I get to live life as the best version of myself? How do I take my expertise and turn it into a wonderful career, a wonderful life like Graham has done? That's a wonderful question. And here's how you do it. It's this simple. Go to our website, ecircleacademy.com, and take advantage of a few things. Number one is there's a button smack dab in the middle of the page that says watch free masterclass. And basically, that's a uh, webinar that's just under an hour that is going to give you a blueprint on how you can take that genius and expertise inside of you and turn it into thought leadership and turn it into a, a robustly growing business. Okay, so do that. That's step one. Step two is I got a couple of freebies on that website for you. One is a report that's six steps on how to grow your service-based business. That's also free. So click on the button again in the middle of the page to download that, take advantage of that. And then last but not least, once you've done these two things, or maybe even before that, if you're a quick start, click on another button in the top right-hand corner that says book a success call. And that success call is also free. And that success call is for you if you're ready to figure out what that genius within you is and figure out how you can take that to the next level inside your life and inside your business. Take advantage of this. I want to see you win. I want to see you get out of this pandemic situation into a glorious future for yourself, for your family, for your business. So make sure you take advantage of all of these things and make 100% sure that you go to BNI.com, you talk to the people in your life who are in BNI and know about BNI, and go virtually, and when the time is right, in person, visit a BNI chapter. You're going to love the people that you meet there, and it's going to help you grow your business. Graham, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. Please do come back. I hope we get to uh, extend this conversation some more on another date. That would be great. I really appreciate being here. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Graham Weinmiller, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes. Find the BNI.com website. Make sure that you thoroughly explore that and you go visit a chapter. And until next time, goodbye.